Hey, everybody. I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. It's graduation season, and today's guest is perfectly positioned to talk about looking for a job in a pandemic and always. Amanda Nachman is an author and professional speaker who is passionate about helping emerging professionals become career strategists and really achieve their dream careers. She's a motivational speaker at Find Your Passion Career and the CEO of College Magazine. In this conversation, Amanda and I talk about cool things, including her new book called Hashtag Qualified, You Are More Impressive Than You Realize. And through Amanda's journey in developing College Magazine and really growing her own career, she has lessons for you, whether or not you're a new grad or someone who's been doing your job for 20 years like me. If you've ever wondered, am I qualified? Am I a good person for this role? Should I throw my hat in the ring? Well, Sit tight and enjoy my conversation on Punk Rock HR with Amanda Nachman. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Laurie, thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. It's super exciting to have you on. As we were just chatting, I described you as a quadruple threat because you've got a million things going on in your life right now and you've really emerged at a time and place where we need you. We need your message. We need all the good stuff that you're doing. So why don't we get started today by introducing you to the listeners out there. Who are you and what are you all about? Thank you. Thank you so much for that praise about being a, a threat here. I am the founder of College Magazine. So that's collegemagazine.com. I had this idea 13 years ago to create a guide that would help students be successful. At the time, I was a student myself. So I took it step by step. I flyered around my campus saying, write for College Magazine, this publication that didn't even exist yet. And students showed up to write for this magazine. And then I created a mock-up from our articles and photo shoots and went around to the local businesses and said, would you like to buy an ad here in this magazine? All of them said no. Finally, though, one restaurant was like, yes, we would love to get you know the inside cover and the back page ad. And I remember they were like, it was a $900 ad sale at the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And they're like, who do we write the checkout to? And I'm like, College Magazine, LLC. And the next day I went to a bank. And opened up a bank account. (laughs) And I mean, that's just how I was stumbling into this business and figuring it out every step of the way. And I think if I knew every part that I needed to do, who knows if I would have really started it. But the idea was to have this magazine. And and the first one was printed. I raised enough money to print the very first one. And this was back in 2007. So fast forward to today, you know, many ebbs and flows. It was definitely a roller coaster experience of entrepreneurship as we've all been there. But today it's online. We reach millions of readers nationwide. And the most rewarding part for me is getting to work with the student writers and journalists and helping them become better writers and seeing them go off to their dream careers. And today they're at you know, National Geographic and Us Weekly and USA Today and NBC. And some of them come back and speak to our current writers and editors. And it's just this amazing, beautiful thing to get to be part of their story and their career journey. Well, I love that you've been an entrepreneur in good times and bad. And I want to talk about that in a second. But I also want to talk about your latest venture because you are an author who is currently doing a virtual book tour at this point. What's your book all about? The book is called Hashtag Qualified. You are more impressive than you realize. And this book is for anyone that's ever doubted themselves, that's ever felt unqualified or not good enough. Because 
You don't need to wait around for someone to tell you that you're qualified. You can build this experience on your own. Well, is this book for everybody in the world? <laughs> like, this seems like everybody in their lives, whether they're a student or you know a retiree, has felt they're unqualified. They've felt imposter syndrome. They have felt like they've had a dream and that dream is just out of reach because something intrinsically is wrong with them. So talk about who this book is for. Yeah, you could be going for your first job and you could be that student that's thinking, oh my gosh, the real world is this experience that I just don't have any grasp on. And I hear it a lot from my own students. Like, I'm not good enough. I didn't have the right major. I don't have enough real world experience. So wanting the real world experience before being in the real world, when it's just kind of like, look at your current experience in school, like you are a wonder kid already. Like look at the projects that you've already worked on and look at all the side hustles that you've already done and all the student orgs that you're part of and all the ways that you make an impact in the lives of others and help others. You know, these are the stories that you can share. And these are real world experiences. You're not in some simulation. You're already in the real world. And then for students that have graduated, for them to see, sometimes a student might settle or a recent grad might settle for an opportunity because they feel like they should take it. There's a lot of social pressures. There's a lot of pressure of like, hey, I've got to pay back college debt. You know, I need to make that income right away. And there's this feeling that, huh, this is what it's like. And that was my own experience after graduation. And so I really want to speak to those students to say, that's okay to take a pause and ask yourself what you really want. And start going after that intentionally. And it doesn't always mean like quit your job today and go after that right away. But it's what are the steps that you can take? Well, I'm so glad you mentioned your own experience because I found that writers write about things that are important to them, even if it's just on a subconscious level, they're working through their own issues. So what are you passionate about in your story that drove you to write this book? I mean, I know you've got this entrepreneurial experience, but there's got to be something a little bit deeper about your story that really shines through. I think I struggled with that. What do I want to do and what should I do? And looking around me and saying, oh, well, all the other students in the Quest program, I was in this like dorky business honors program, they're all applying for these government consulting jobs. And that's what I should be doing. And if you find yourself saying should be, should be, I think it's very common. And, and we listen to our family and they want what's best for us. I think sometimes they want what's going to be easiest for us. And what's going to be easiest for us isn't always what's best for us. Like what's going to have the path of least resistance isn't always what's most exciting or what's most fulfilling for us. And I think we lose sight of that. That's super insightful around parents and recent grads because as a first-generation college student myself, my parents definitely wanted what was easiest for me. They saw how hard I worked to get through university and also how much debt I took on. And so they really wanted me to get this cush corporate job. They didn't really know what HR was. And now that they know, I think they're probably like, what What were you thinking? But they definitely wanted the path of least resistance. But they also were dreaming through me about their own lives. And I found that, I don't know, as a recent graduate, that was very stressful to have not only the pressure of my own life and my own unfulfilled needs and my future, but I was carrying all of this baggage from my own family, it was kind of a weird mental space to be in. And thank God it wasn't during a pandemic on, on top of that. So I wonder what you find with recent grads and what was it like to be a recent grad in 2019 and what are they going through now in 2020? I think that it may feel like things have changed. I mean, yes, things have changed. 
but for those rock star students, for those ambitious go-getter students that were already looking for a job, you know, they can still be seen and heard and they can still make important, what I like to call courageous connections during this time. Because while the world may be on pause right now, it's going to start back up again. And for when it does, they're going to be prepared like a shark, ready to come in with all of their connections and stories to tell and share and a beautiful personal brand that they've built during this time. My piece of advice is take advantage of this time right now. Oh, that's really good advice. What if you're just like an ordinary student? Or what if you're a rock star in your own little pond, right? I mean, this is what we're kind of talking about with imposter syndrome, because so many of us don't go to the tier one schools. We don't go to these prestigious universities. The places where we go are prestigious in our own mind, but they're accessible for us because we're first generation college students. Or, you know, we went to a public institution because private was just out of reach. So I wonder what's your message for just the ordinary college student who really isn't ordinary because graduating from college in America is still a hard thing to do. It's not something a majority of people do. So what's the message to just somebody who feels average and unqualified? Mm -hmm. I think that's it right there. You hit it. It's they feel ordinary or you feel average. You feel like your stories are just okay. And a lot of my students, especially when I speak at schools, I'll ask students who feels like this. And I show an image of what looks like a blank slate. And I said, you feel like you have a lot to learn and not so much to offer. And the hands go up. And I beg to differ. I beg to differ. And I talk to these students in this room about their experiences and their stories. And we talk about how we share our stories. I mean, we're bored with our own story because we're us and we're with ourselves every day. And it's kind of like, oh, I've told this story before and it's not that exciting. But when somebody else hears it for the first time, you know, think about it. I've been talking about College Magazine for 13 years now. And so if I'm just like, oh yeah, I run this magazine, it's not very exciting. Or if I just say I'm the publisher and CEO of this magazine versus talking about my why. Why did I want to start this magazine? And so, so many students can share that story of their why. Why did they become a part of their thon, which is, you know, the fundraiser, the dance marathon fundraiser? And why was that important for them to join that mission or be part of that group? And they can speak to their why and, and they have really great stories to tell. Nice, nice. I love that perspective. You know, seeing the extraordinary in the ordinary seems to be a theme, but I would say what you've done over the past 13 years is just extraordinary because you started out as an entrepreneur in a really difficult economic time. And sometimes the greatest businesses are born during these times of trouble. So what did you learn about being an early entrepreneur that you think applies today? I think the first lesson on that note is Take your mentor's words of advice of you don't need a website with a grain of salt. Oh, tell me more <laughs> about this. <laughs> it's just that, you know, to seek mentorship and seek that advice, but to also go with your gut and look around you. And when you see that the trend is changing and you need a website, right? And whatever that, what does that website mean to you? Look to solve a problem if you're going to start a business today. And look around to see what's really relevant right now. And yeah, it was it was challenging to be a print magazine in a time when there was so much upset in the print industry. And large publications were shuttering print. And large publications were moving online and trying to figure out how to monetize online. And meanwhile, here I am, this little 
little mini publication being like, buy my banner ads. And of course, like that approach failed miserably. I was not able to convert my print ad sales into online ad sales smoothly. And that was a really tough transition. It was really like I started a second business entirely. Yeah. So tell tell me a little bit about that because most of us have multiple iterations of our business. We start out with an idea, a brand, and then like the hero's journey, you fail. <laughs> That's usually what happens. And then you have to start up again in a new way. I think a lot of people are about to embark on that journey right now. They may feel unqualified to be an entrepreneur, but at any given point, they'll lose their job or they just won't be able to find work and they will find themselves pursuing their dream. And so can you talk about some of the bumps you've had on the road to your success? Yeah, I think that it might seem too, and it, and realistically, my business models have changed drastically over the years and even online. And diversifying my revenue streams, that's changed too. And so learning how to monetize in different ways, learning these different tools, you know, how to launch an online course and what platforms to use, learning how to launch a shop and have that cool college magazine swag, right? And how to be relevant on TikTok, right? I'm constantly learning new platforms and tools and. I think that everything I do it though, even though it's all changing, it doesn't really look that way maybe to the outside person because I've always had my why. No matter what, it's still this guide for students. I still want to help students. And so I think that if you hold on to what it is that you're passionate about, what lights you up inside, what gets you up in the morning, and you are working towards that in some way, then it's going to be successful because you're not going to give up. And really, that's what they say about entrepreneurship. It's like, those that keep going, you know, because you're going to constantly fail, but there's going to be those moments and glimmers of success and eventually you will get there. Oh, that's really well said. Well, I wonder what are some of the other lessons that we can find in your book? What are some of the things you're most proud of communicating? A big one in the book, a big part of the book is about making courageous connections. And I call it courageous because it's really tough to reach out to someone you don't know, someone that you admire, and it could just be someone someone that you didn't even know you knew or like that you admired. But as you're looking on LinkedIn, you're looking for someone that's in a role that you may want one day. And to reach out and make that connection with the stranger is pretty intimidating. But it is such gold if you hit that send button on that message because that person rarely receives a message from some stranger out there in the world saying, Hi, I saw that you wrote this article in New York Magazine. And I was so inspired by your story. And I aspire to be a K-pop journalist too. And I want to be just like you. And I wrote for my campus magazine about this topic as well. And I would just die to interview this one group one day. And writing that kind of message and saying, I'd love to interview you. I'd love to meet with you for an informational interview for 15 minutes to hear about your career journey. Like that person's going to feel honored and you're going to make an incredible connection with someone that's doing what you want to do. And that's really powerful. And you're going to learn from their journey. I love this idea of these courageous moments, right? This encouragement. One of the myths out there is that people under the age of 25 aren't on LinkedIn. So are they on LinkedIn? And do you encourage them to be on LinkedIn? Like what's the story there? A lot of people aren't on LinkedIn until they are, right? Until their friend is like, hey, yeah. I have a LinkedIn profile. Like that's how I reach out to potential mentors. That's how I found out about this company that I had no idea even existed. And that's sometimes I'll even ask students that are on the job search, I ask them to list 10 companies just right off the bat. And the companies they name are oftentimes these massive consumer brands, right? Apple or Google or <laughs> Target. 
And it's not so much the reality of where you're going to work after graduation. You know, that's the 1% of graduates. So how do we reach the ordinary person? I tell the ordinary student to be aware of the 14 million companies that have under 100 employees. There's so much opportunity. And one of the things that surprises me is that students don't use LinkedIn like a search engine. And it's so easy to type in keywords. Well, you tell me, like, how can students better leverage LinkedIn for their job search and just for their network? Yeah, type in K-pop if that's what you're passionate about. And I've had that conversation with a student, right? And I work with a lot of student journalists who are aspiring writers. They might be an aspiring author. So, you know, looking for publishing opportunities or looking to get into publishing in some way. So, you know, don't just look to Random House, but look to other people that work in books, book editors, and even Googling first, like what are the different roles that I might have? And then searching in your area. So searching in your city, searching through your alumni groups, and then making that connection there. Like, oh, I'm a fellow Terp. And I saw that you are a book editor at National Geographic. Again, I'm listing a 1% company, but choose something smaller. You know, Roman and Littlefields, I had interned at that publishing company. And these companies do hire. And if you can make that connection, that really makes you stand out. I love it. Such smart advice. As we start to wrap up the conversation, I wonder where the role of mindset comes in, especially for students, because it seems like your book is really central around the concept of having the right mindset throughout this journey. So can you talk a little bit about mindset and what are your thoughts on that and what's important to know? Yeah. And this kind of brings me back to a little bit of my talk that I gave. I gave a TEDx talk recently and I learned about what happens to our brain when we experience rejection. So if you've experienced even just not hearing back from an opportunity or not getting an internship or getting a no from a first job, our brain starts to tell us this story because our brain perceives rejection the same as it does pain. And so that pain eats away at our self-esteem. And we start to tell ourselves the story that we're not good enough. And so I would say level up for that moment Prepare for when that moment comes if you haven't experienced that rejection yet, because you're going to. We all do. And by that, I mean, I, I outline it in my book and I, and I talk about it here right now, which is to take the steps to recognize what it is that you care about, understand your interests, strengths, and values, and then understand your story. And if you think that you don't have a story to tell, ask your best friend because your friends see you in all the ways that you are shiny and they do see you that way. And if you ask them, they're going to be more than happy to tell you all the ways in which you shine. So level up your story first so you're ready for those moments of rejection. And that's how you can overcome that. Such a smart thing to say. And I was just... She were talking, thinking about what my best friend would say about me. And I don't know. It might surprise me. So I'm going to ask that question. <laughs> you should ask her, Lori. And I want to hear. I want to hear what she has to say. I did the same thing. You know, if I'm going to give this advice, I want to take it too. And it was so illuminating. And some of it was just fun. You know, hearing my friends say that I make every moment fun. Like I look for those kinds of moments to find the fun in things. And I do. I totally like to gamify experiences if I can and like be silly in moments where we're standing in a line and it could be super boring. You know, like she and I, we waited in line for three hours to get our book signed by Chelsea Handler. And that experience is in my book. So I mean, you want to be with the person that's going to make that moment fun. And that kind of story and those kinds of skill sets, they transfer over to the workplace because at the end of the day, you're all people and you want to be around people that you're going to enjoy working with. 
Well, I have really enjoyed the conversation and I'm so excited to share your book with my audience. So if everybody wants to learn about you or find the book, tell us where to go and how to find you. Sure. Yeah. You can Google me, of course, Amanda Nachman or hashtag qualified. You are more impressive than you realize book. The book is available for pre-order on Amazon. And I also have the Qualified Challenge, which is qualifiedchallenge.com. And you'll get a free email series from me, inspiring you on your career journey, cheering you on and showing up for you. So that way you can take the steps to be intentional about your career and go after your dreams. Oh, I love it. I'm signing up for it. Well, I will include all of that information in the show notes. And Amanda, it was a real joy and a pleasure to get to know you and hear your story today. Thank you so much, Lori. This was a pleasure. I had a lot of fun. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Amanda Nachman. If you want more information on College Magazine or her book, Hashtag Qualified, or anything related to the show, head on over to laurierudeman.com forward slash punkrockhr-109. As always, this episode of Punk Rock HR is produced by Danny Osmond and his team at Emerald City Productions. If you want more information about podcasting, head on over to emeraldcitypro.com. Now that's all for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR. Punk Rock HR.